everybody. I'm back. I'm Vance. Veg Cast. Proving I can drive 55. Veg Cast. A full menu from first to last. Veg Cast. Yes, it is Veg Cast 55. We are coming back at you with another full menu of vegetarian podcastry. And this time out... It is all about the green. We have the official VegCast report from the Green Festival in Washington, D.C. Uh, that was held over November 8th and 9th down there uh, in Washington. And we're going to get uh, some kind of snapshots of what that experience was like, talking to different people down there. We'll hear from uh, some activists, uh, as well as uh, some people running a vegan bakery down in Washington and see how things are looking for them and try to uh, derive some conclusions about the state of green in America, if at all possible. We're also going to hear a music track from a band that uh, played right there at the Green Festival. That's Floored on Empty. We'll hear My Green Backyard, which again, as you notice, continues that theme of green. And as always, we will also have a science fact for you. This one is about the fallout from the Chinese dairy scandal, which if you haven't been following that, uh, it's kind of an eye-opener and is opening uh, a lot of people's eyes uh, about some of these problems. So sit back and relax and crank up that MP3 player as we deliver this episode of Okay, before we dive into everything green, just a special comment here for the Thanksgiving holiday. This will be coming out a few days before Thanksgiving, and I just had to comment on that video of Sarah Palin doing her pardoning of a turkey ceremony. Uh, Traditionally, it uh, seemed that only the president had the power and the wherewithal to pardon turkeys, but showing off her aspirations and her uh, sense of self, Sarah Palin took it upon herself to pardon a turkey in her hometown and uh, chose to do it uh, at a location where, while she's giving the speech, uh, a turkey is actually being killed right behind her on camera. And uh, this caused quite a stir, uh, at least a, a lot of fun in the media, having ha- been had at her expense. But I think the real uh, butt of the joke is uh, the American public who are eating turkeys and uh, going along with the uh, ridiculous uh, concept of pardoning a turkey as though it's all fun and games, uh, but don't want to see the actual results of the eating choices that they're making. And, uh, you know, if this turkey had been killed just off camera, that would have been just fine with everybody. But the fact that you could see it uh, suddenly made it a whole different phenomenon and, and of course, made Sarah Palin just into uh, a crazy woman to put the, to have this juxtaposed there uh, when, in fact, the juxtaposition is there all the time and it would be good if Americans would wake up to uh, what is actually going on uh, behind the scenes to uh, serve their plates full of turkey and other meats, and it would be good if they took responsibility for that and decided to have a compassionate Thanksgiving, or in fact to have any holiday uh, turn compassionate. And we are going to turn now to the Green Festival, where compassion over killing 
was uh, one of the outfits that we talked to. So we're going to move right into the interview with Fran there. And with all these interviews, these are taking place in a huge exhibit hall with a lot of stuff going on. So the audio is not going to be the same crystalline quality that you may be used to on VegCast, but hopefully you'll get a sense of uh, the atmosphere of the place, and hopefully you'll be able to tell what people are saying. Let's see. (laughs) Talking to Fran from Compassion Over Killing. Uh, and you're here at the at the Green Festival. Is this the first time, or you guys have been here regularly, or what? We've been here in the past, but this is my first time. It's your first time. Yes. So how are you finding? Are people are they primed for a a vegan message here, or are they just kind of uh, too much, you know, stuff hitting them from every angle? No, I think people are pretty interested. Everyone that stopped here has um, been really friendly into it. Um, there have been a lot of people that say that they've been flirting with a vegetarian diet, so they're interested in it, but they're not necessarily going to go all veg. All right. Yeah. But they could go at least to first base. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it seems like a lot of this is still, you know, any possible business can, like, change one thing and they're here because now it's green, whereas it seems like uh, people might, might want to prioritize certain activities over others. Is, is that frustrating for you or is it just part of the game or what? I, I think it's just part of the game, like what people are going to listen to, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's frustrating, I guess, but yeah. on a personal level, because there is so much information about how um, going vegetarian is helping the environment, but I mean, I think it's awesome that so many people are focused on going green and so it's a step in the right direction. Well, do you, I mean, are, you've tabled other places, I assume, mm-hmm. before this. It, do you change the way that you talk to people when they're coming out? Because obviously the green angle is just one of the reasons, yeah. one out of many, for this particular kind of lifestyle change. But do you have to, like, you know, have a kind of a tunnel vision when you're talking with them or what? <laughs> no, I don't actually change the way that I talk to people. Um, so I just... I mean, I think people that are coming up are already open-minded about it. Like, if I'm leafleting, I think it would be different. But people are coming to me, so they're sort of open-minded. But we do have information about how it affects the environment, so it kind of pushed that more. So people are more interested. And that's where that audio clip ends. I thought I had a little more than that, but uh, I might have pushed the button on the iRiver in my excitement at uh, the whole atmosphere there. And now we're going to go over to uh, an interview with a vegan bakery uh, based in Washington, D.C., Sweet Haven, and the story behind that. Okay, uh, we are talking with Tracy Wilson, the co-owner of Sweet Haven Bakery. Uh, Tracy, welcome to VegCast. Thank you. And uh, you, can you explain, basically, for our listeners what your product line is here? Sure. Uh, we are a 100% vegan, 100% organic, traditional-style bakery. Uh, all of our products are uh, non-GMO, and like I said, we're 100% organic. Um, we have uh, banana nut bread, pumpkin spice bread, blueberry muffins. We have lemonella cupcakes, which are sort of a lemon-vanilla blend. We have chocolate mousse cupcakes, and we also have brownies. Okay. And uh, the, the brownies are very good. They're very popular. I sampled one yesterday. Yes, thank you. Um, but uh, these are available. Uh, you're, you're a wholesaler. You, you give these out to different cafes or things. So Correct. where, if somebody is listening 
in the Washington area, where would they go to get your stuff? Sure. Uh, we sell to Java Green. We sell to uh, Tacoma Park Food Co-op in Tacoma Park. We sell to Glut Co-op in Mount Rainier. Uh, Java Green, I should mention, is at 19th and K down in the Farragut North area. Um, and, and if we're not in a location near you, you can ask your favorite grocery store or cafe to, to give us a call or to send us an email. We're at sweethavenbakery.com. Okay, so people who are outside Washington can go there and check you out? Sure, ex absolutely. But in terms of actually distributing the products, you're still focusing on the Washington, you're not trying to like get into the New York market or anything else? Well, right? not yet. We're moving in that direction, though. We've, okay. we've met with Whole Foods, we've met with some of the bigger, you know, bigger grocery chains, and uh, we're moving in that direction with distributors and all that stuff. So, so definitely stay tuned and keep our website on your, on your favorites list. Okay. And uh, just uh, really quickly, they're starting up uh, talking on the main stage, so it's going to be almost impossible to hear this, but uh, your husband, I talked to yes. last night, and he said these were basically recipes that you had gotten from your grandmother, True. but you veganized them. Can you just talk about that a little? Sure. I, I grew up in uh, New England in an Ita uh, Italian family, and we always baked and cooked and everything, so when I uh, got to college and became vegan, I wanted to still enjoy my my favorite treats and uh so i just spent you know lots of late nights working on these recipes to try to make them as close to the original as possible and i think i've gotten pretty pretty close so um so yeah all of our all of our baked goods are really 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 delicious and you can give them to your disbelieving uncle or your you know your resistant neighbor and they will never know they're vegan until you say after they eat them, hey, that was vegan. Exactly. Sucker. <laughs> right? Okay, well, you're doing a great thing here. Thanks for talking with us, Tracy, of Sweet Haven Baker. Thank you so much. Okay, and at this point, I'd like to offer just a little life lesson about tabling at conferences and getting your message out. This uh, last interview uh, with Sweet Haven was done uh, behind a curtain that uh, separated, you know, that was in back of all of the booths where uh, people who had their booths could go behind there and, and get their act together before they came out front to present to people. And uh, we were trying to be out of the way of everybody. And as I came back out, the way I had gone back there was blocked. So I went around and wound up uh, taking about three steps across the booth area of a another exhibitor. Now, this wasn't, uh, I wasn't climbing over their things or anything. It was just a plain floor. It was just, I was walking across their floor space. Uh, and I was asked uh, by them, not too politely, uh, to to go back to not even even though I had had one more step to go to get out of their floor space I was asked to go back and go back uh, behind the curtain and come out somehow through Sweet Haven's uh, area since I was trespassing on theirs and the thing about this is that this was another vegan company whom I am not going to name nor even tell you what kind of product uh, they were uh, hawking. Uh, but this was the second incident for them. The first on the first day, 
uh, had been one where they were they were giving out samples to people. I could see them uh, giving out samples. I went up and asked for a sample and was told that, that they weren't going to do that because uh, of environmental concerns with the uh, the packaging that they were giving out, which sounded a little bogus to me since I had seen that happening. And then uh, I turned around and came back about a minute later and talked to a different person at that same booth, and she gave me a sample, and the product was okay. Um, it wasn't really anything to write home about, which is why uh, I'm not really that concerned that I'm not promoting it. But the lesson here, you're, you're on display at these places. You're trying to make connections. You're trying to get the positive word out about your product at all times. Uh, don't do things that will annoy people and perhaps put them in a position to tell the entire world about what a uh, annoyance you were when you were at this event. Uh, so that's just a little, like a, one of those uh, Dear Abby uh, confidential two uh, kind of things. If you're hearing this now and you recognize these circumstances, then word to the wise and maybe sometime in the future uh, we can come back and uh, take a, another look at that product. Meanwhile, though, we're going to go now to Surab Dalal uh, of the Vegetarian Society of Washington, which is kind of the anchor uh, for the vegetarian aspect of this event. So let's hear from Surab now. Well, we're now talking with Surab Dalal from the Vegetarian Society of Washington, D.C. Surab, welcome to VegCast. Yeah, thanks, man. Good to see you. And uh, you guys are kind of uh, the, uh, as far as the vegetarian movement goes, you're one of the hosts of this, given that it's happening in your hometown. So are you here getting uh, a lot of vegetarians come up to you from all around the world or just... Yeah, I think there are a lot of local people, but we have seen a lot of people from out of town as well. So uh, it's been a great event. We've worked with the Green Festival organizers for the past few years, ever since their first one. And so we've worked with them to help promote it in the area. And so, yeah, it's great to see so many people coming out being very receptive to, uh, to our booth and our table and our message. Great. So what, uh, for our listeners, what is it particularly about Washington uh, for a vegetarian society? What is there? Are there different kind of criteria or priorities that you guys have given that you're in the nation's capital, or how is it? How is your uh, your organization run? Yeah. Well, let's see. So we, um, you know, of course, we are um, representing the metropolitan area. So we serve D.C. as well as Northern Virginia and Maryland, and we're the only local vegetarian group in the area. And we work very closely with a lot of the other groups. We have a lot of animal groups in the area, so we have a good collaborative relationship with all of them. And, um, you know, our mission is to promote all the benefits of vegetarianism throughout the metropolitan area. And we also work very hard to welcome people wherever they are on the path towards a fully vegan diet. So everything we do is always vegan, but uh, we welcome people wherever they are and show them how to transition further to our, our what our unstated goal really is, is to a vegan lifestyle. Veganize, but you're going to scare people off. Oh, now, absolutely you? not. Again, it's because uh, it's so easy, it's so possible. Right. DC area is a fantastic place. There's a lot of, uh, you know, health food stores and co-ops, and we also have sort of the bigger chains that are alternative. So I think people find it. It's very easy to do, and we help them with resources. And we also have a lot of activities. We do about five to seven events per month, and so we're pretty active. And so it kind of gets people to come to our events. We have restaurant visits. We have potlucks. We have a monthly book club. We have tabling and outreach events like we do here. So we have a lot of different activities to engage people, to learn from one another. I think it really helps them kind of move along that uh, spectrum. Great. Well, I just have to ask before I let you go, I did a, uh, I think it was like the third VegCast ever. I did the VegCast uh, Vegan Restaurant Podcast Challenge, which to date no city has 
been able to topple this. So I'm offering this to you. Does Washington happen to have anywhere in it four completely vegan restaurants within a five-minute walking distance? Well, I'd love to say the answer to that question is yes, but I don't think so. Ah. I would say that uh, in terms of vegan restaurants within a five-minute walking distance, there are... No, I think the best we do is about uh, two. Okay, and so you can walk from one to the other in five one minutes. One to the other in five right. minutes, yeah. Well, I want yeah. you to work on uh, trying to okay. get well, that count up. All right, well, when you come back next year, we'll see what we have. Okay, yeah. sounds good. One all more right. thing I just want to let you know, yes, which sir. is okay, so the Vegetarian Society of D.C., we are actually the oldest local-based vegetarian group in North America. Wow. And so we were founded in 1927, so we're celebrating our 81st anniversary. Great. And so, yeah, so it's been great. And um, we're also about uh, 800 strong, so we're one of the larger groups. And I think we're very active with uh, about five to seven events per month, so just thought you'd like to know. Okay, well, thank you for talking with us, Sarab Jalal. Thanks for talking on VegCast. Thanks, fans.
Green Backyard, keeping with our theme of all things green here on this VegCast. That is Floored on Empty, and they played at the Green Festival. Uh, The band is fronted by Ed Welsh. They're based in Northern Virginia, and he says, My wife and I have been vegetarians for over 10 years. He also adds, uh, with respect to the song Green Backyard, We spend countless dollars each year dumping hazardous fertilizers on our lawns only to have those chemicals leach back into our food and drinking supply. So that's food and drink for thought there from Ed Welsh and Florida on Empty. You can find out more about them. There will be a link in our show notes at VegCast.com. But right now we're going to go halfway around the world to China for our next segment, which is the science Our science fact for this VegCast study, Dairy Scandal Taints All Chinese Brands. This is an article from CNNMoney.com about a not a scientific study so much as a consumer-based study showing how uh, Chinese and uh, Chinese goods got a boost from the Olympics, but that halo effect, as it says, soon faded, and I quote, after the revelation in mid-September that milk from several Chinese dairies contained melamine, a chemical used in plastics, opinion of Chinese brands reverted to their traditional levels. Two-thirds of respondents overall said the made-in-China label hurts Chinese brands. Exactly the same outcome as the prior year, before the Olympics, obviously. Jonathan Chage. Uh, I guess that's how you say it, or else change it. Uh, the managing director of Interbrand China says respondents' reactions to the tainted milk affair and previous product recalls underscore a deeper problem for Chinese companies. Quote, people don't believe Chinese society is transparent, Chajet says. And a paragraph later, many analysts and critics have questioned the regulatory prowess of the ruling Communist Party in the wake of the milk crisis. Despite a year-long effort to improve food and drug safety, more than 20 dairies operating in China produced baby formula that contained traces of melamine. According to news reports, government officials acknowledged that some offenders had not been subject to mandatory inspections. And just two quick notes about this, two lessons. Uh, One is that as with uh, meat, uh, milk being an animal product uh, that is uh, produced, processed, and then combined from a great many animals into one kind of homogenized uh, food or product that's delivered to the consumer, Uh, is easy to adulterate and uh, harder for the consumer to tell that it's been adulterated than, say, for example, fresh fruits and vegetables. So uh, that's something that is uh, often going to uh, be a problem, especially when you have uh, people who are so concerned about getting more protein, and uh, this was something that was supposedly done to boost the protein content. But for me, I think the larger issue here, uh, as we look at the global economy down the road for uh, the United States, a lot of these things that they're saying about how the overall Chinese brand got hurt could well be applied to, at the very least, U.S. beef. And uh, as you may know, there's already been a a huge fiasco uh, going on in Korea 
uh, with the uh, the U.S. beef exports there that uh, they don't consider safe, and uh, they may have reason to believe that since our USDA does not seem to be doing much to keep uh, them safe for the American consumer. Uh, and so far, the American uh, basically the dynamo that is American industry and uh, American domination of global markets has been running on a certain momentum and inertia that's uh, kept our brands in foreign markets. But now a lot of these markets are developing their own products, their own knockoffs. And uh, it's, I think this is kind of a warning, uh, especially because of uh, our regulatory system thus far not being one that is renowned for uh, really coming down hard on infractions and often results in things like, uh, you know, uh, the Humane Society undercover video uh, having to be used to bring out the, uh, the fact of enormous transgressions uh, that are going on routinely in uh, the meat industry, just as one example. And that we should really be looking at this uh, very closely now uh, before we find ourselves in the same uh, position as China is now. And uh, I think it would be a very tricky one for the United States to recover from. So we're putting that out there, a little bit of uh, consumer opinion, consumer fact. And in the big picture, I suppose that you could also say that it is a matter of science opinion and science fact. You know, just putting this whole thing together, all these pieces, I'm now uh, noticing for the first time this VegCast seems to be all about the lessons. I keep uh, having lessons for everybody. I'm out there uh, giving lessons on uh, just about anything you can name. I guess I'm a, a frustrated teacher, my parents were teachers, my wife's a teacher, now I'm trying to uh, bring lessons to everybody, I suppose, uh, through VegCast. But uh, that does remind me of an actual uh, vegan teacher, Dave Warwack. He has a new site uh, that I had been wanting to mention. It's Vegan School 101. It's a kind of a blog where uh, he has his own musings as well as those of other people. You'll find it at veganschool101.blogspot.com. You can keep up on the latest things with his situation. There will be a link to that in our show notes as well. But right now, that's going to about wrap it up for the greenest of green VegCasts. We are going to beat a green retreat, but not before thanking uh, the people that made this VegCast possible. Thanks to Fran of Compassion Over Killing. Thanks to Tracy of Sweet Haven Bakery. And, of course, thanks to Saurabh Dalal of Vegetarian Society of Washington for uh, all of them talking with us on VegCast. Of course, thanks to the Green Festival organizers. And thanks to you for downloading and or subscribing to VegCast, which you can do at VegCast.com. We'll be back with you very soon with VegCast 56. Watch for that in a little over a week. Until then, please get out there and live like you mean it. VegCast.